a long time ago, um, I had a sit-down conversation with Quincy Jones. Um, and it was, he, he, he told me that there's a big misconception on what people think a producer is. A producer is not the person that just makes the beat. Um, and he said, if I dump a puzzle on the table and, and tell you to put that piece there and tell him to put that piece there and tell her to put that piece there, who put the puzzle together? And he was like, I put the puzzle together with everyone else's hands. And he's like, that's basically what the definition of a producer is, is the person who puts the puzzle together. So sometimes it's just bringing the right ingredients together to, to make sure that the puzzle is put together right. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for listening. Thank you for downloading. And thank you for subscribing to the latest edition of the 12 Kyle podcast. I'm 12 Kyle. Check this out <laughs> on this podcast. What we're going to talk about is hip hop producers. Now you just heard from the homie Jazzy Jeff, his thoughts on what a producer is on this podcast. Me and my man, Northside Doug, we're going to give you our personal favorite top 20 hip hop producers of all time. So you don't want to miss this. So after the break, we will present to you our favorite top 20 hip hop producers of all time right here on the 12th Kyle podcast. Let's get it. Thanks again for checking out the latest edition of the 12 Kyle podcast. I'm your boy, 12 Kyle. And as I mentioned in the intro, we are going to be talking about hip hop producers. More specifically, we are going to break down our top 20 hip hop producers of all time. Now, again, these are our top 20. So if your cousin or your homeboy doesn't appear on our top 20 list, hey, don't be mad. If your favorite producer doesn't appear on our top 20 list, feel free to tweet us. We may respond. We may not. Um, but like I mentioned in the intro, man, got a special co-host, man. Um, this cat is a young cat, man. Just started linking up with him over this past year, man. Uh, young brother originally out of the windy city he is coming from very cold denver colorado uh he is the host of the struggle plate podcast the one and only my man Northside doug doug what up man yo yo man it's cold out here but don't worry <laughs> i got the space heater on you know i'm here for all this smoke you know there it is there it is man welcome 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 brother yeah, I appreciate you for having me, Kyle. I'm, no, no you know, problem, I'm ready, man. You know, I'm I'm excited. You got me, you got me uh, doing homework. You know, with this <laughs> list. <man. laughs> now, if you're anything like me, man, I'm gonna be honest. When I when 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 I broached the subject, because I've had this idea for a while, and um, you know, just trying to think about it. But like when I started, basically the way I did it was I just started writing down producers, just. And I wrote off like 45 producers. 
And then the difficult part was trying to condense it to 20. And then after that, trying to put them, you know, in some type of list. Uh, so I'm be, I'm going to be very interested because I want to let you guys in on a little secret. I'm slightly older than Doug. Just a little bit. <laughs> Just a little. <laughs> Doug is 29. I am 48. So they, I'm interested to see, Doug, who's going to be on your list as opposed to who's going to be on my list. Now, I'm pretty sure there's going to be some, and I, I'm just to give you an idea, I wrote some honorable mentions down, which will, after we finish the top 20, I'll tell you. Okay, because I was just about to okay, ask that. Okay, like, yo, yeah. can we get some honorable now, I, mentions? I'm, I'm, I'm sure that some of our honorable mentions will be, but I'm interested to see which one, um, you know, which who, who appears on my list and who appears on yours. So without further ado, let's go ahead and get this thing started. Our top 20 hip hop producers list. Uh, so I'll start it off uh, coming in at number 20 for me. Uh, one of, in my opinion, one of the most underrated hip hop producers of all time. A guy coming out of the West Coast. Um, people know his name and they know his influence on L.A. hip hop. But uh, this dude has a legacy, you know, which, you know, I think birth, you know, the G-Funk. Um, number 20 for me, DJ Quick. Oh. And my favorite song that he produced beat-wise for me, my favorite song uh, from DJ Quick is Tonight. Favorite hip-hop song. He wow. also did a he also did an R and B joint uh, with Tony 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 called Let's Get Down, but that's you know just a, just a little little tidbit for you right there. But yeah, number twenty for me, DJ Quick. What you got, man? All right. So yeah, so this so we we're starting with the age gap immediately. <laughs> I just want to say that right now, DJ Quick, Jeez Louise. All right, man. Number twenty. This guy also comes. From the west coast as well okay um you know he was behind a rapper who said uh i only got something to say i'm the only one who made it out the west without dre that was yg so the producer i'm talking about is dj mustard mm, mustard he he, okay. he created he he they literally did mustard yg and ty dolla sign they came up together and they took over the West Coast without a Dr. Drake cosign. Mm. You gotta give it some. Like okay. you, everybody knows, that's what you need. You know, mm -hmm. out in the West. And uh, this was hard for me because <laughs> he 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 barely made the list. He barely made the list. And the and the song that I love from him, my favorite DJ Mustard song of all time. It's of course a club song, you know what I'm saying? We just gonna be real. And um it's his uh le his most recent one, Ballin' with mm. Roddy Rich. Okay, okay. I you know, he sampled, you know, Mustard's been getting to his nineties bag lately, and you know, he discovered LMA, so he's more into his R and B bag, but you you can't go anywhere and not play ballin'. I lived in Vegas for three years, dog. I heard it nonstop from the minute that he premiered it in the club <laughs> to now. Except, you know, it's COVID. But yeah. Okay, okay. DJ Mustard coming in at number twenty for Doug. All right. Um number nineteen for me. Uh this dude, man, his beats 
if if you wanted a beat to rattle your trunk and your speakers, I mean, you this is the guy that would do it. Uh, a huge guy who you know kind of made his way in the late nineties, early two thousands. Um, he was gonna give you a standout track on your album if you came to him. Uh, I'm talking none other than Justin Smith, aka Just Blaze, coming in at number 19. My man Just Blaze, uh, and my favorite song from Just Blaze, Exhibit C, J Electronica. <laughs> J Electronica. 19. Mm-hmm, 19. Just Blaze. Oh you my got? God! All right, all right, we doing this. Yes, it because is. we go. It's, it's hard. You can, you can see it's hard now. It's it's hard. Oh my lord, y'all! If Kyle's number one ends up being like I don't know, man, Rick Rubin or something <laughs> like that, I'm gonna lose my mind. Good God, just blaze at nineteen. Blaze. All right, so we back at the age difference with me for number nineteen. Okay. This producer also led the torch. You know, Atlanta music, they're on top because they keep, you know, changing sounds, mm-hmm. hopping on new waves. And he, he caught a wave and he gave us artists like 21 Savage. I'm talking about Metro Booming. Mm. I'm, let me he tell you something. With his work. Let me, let me tell you something. He's technically like st louis but you know atlanta y'all just claim anybody (laughs) who just like stays there and uh i get it i ain't mad at it and my favorite song from him comes off of his album that he did with 21 savage and offset called without warning this song is called ghostface killers okay it's amazing it's you know, how could I say it? Offset went off. Literally. <laughs> literally. I didn't I didn't think he could. You know, this was at a time when people were debating who was the best Migos. And at that time, Offset was the best Migos. Mm. So, yeah. Metro Boomin', number 19, his song, Ghostface Killers. Okay, okay, okay. I, I see where we're going here. I see where this we're is, going. This is hilarious. This yeah, is hilarious. This is, this is interesting. <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm waiting for us to you know at some point maybe we maybe we won't <laughs> well I'm sure we will have something that's similar. Uh, number eighteen for me. Um, Southern hip hop beat maker. Uh, mm. This dude he created and innovated a sound. Uh, he gave us that bounce. Um, he was the pride and joy of one of the best and most popular hip hop labels uh, in the '90s and 2000s. A uh, little place, little uh, little little record company you may have heard of called Cash Money Records. Mm. He produced, you know, a couple of hits for a guy named Juvenile. A couple of hits mm. for a guy named Lil Wayne. Look, a couple of hits for a guy named BG. You might have heard of him. His name Woo. is Manny Fresh, coming in at number 18 for me. Uh, favorite song that birthed a whole movement, I think, 
was Bling Bling. Manny mm. Fresh, 18, favorite song, Bling Bling. Mm. Mm. See, see, now, see, now I'm a little hurt because, you know, because <laughs> uh, I've, you know, I, I, I went to school in Louisiana, mm. man. You know what you I'm saying? Know. You know the vibes. Oh, oh, you know, DJ Jubilee, Graham mm. fam. There you go. You know what I'm saying? There you go. <laughs> Look, that's all I got to say, dog. <laughs> I, I, I ain't going to do this with you, Kyle. I ain't going to do this with you. <laughs> but, yeah. All right. All right. So, number 18. I, I'm I'm seeing where we're going with this. Mm-hmm. You know, I think I see a pattern mm-hmm. with mm-hmm. us. So, number 18 for me. Because uh, he... Let's see. Yeah. These... It's a producer group now. Okay. This is probably my favorite producer group of all time. Mm. They have given us so many classic songs for the Maybach music. All with Maybach had they run and Rick Ross did. It was over. Once Wale, you know, signed, it was over. But they gave us hits after hits after hits with Rick Ross. I am talking about Justice League coming in at mm. number 18 and my favorite song for them is the one and only Ashton Martin music. Yes. Yes. Ashton Martin music, man. It's come on. Like I'm that's when I was old enough to go to the club. It was <laughs> right, right. You know what I'm saying? Oh. Oh man. Drake Ross yeah, you can't get no better than that. Yeah, that's that's a that's a dope team, man. That is a dope team right there, man. That's I, I like that. I'm I'm feeling that. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, okay, okay. What we got? <laughs> Number seventeen for me. We're at seventeen. All right. So this guy here, he was around. He was outside. He is one of the founders of. Arguably the greatest hip hop label of all time. And not only was he a founder, but he was a beat maker and a producer for some of the greatest groups that we've ever seen. Greatest artists, hip hop artists we've ever seen from LL to Run DMC to Public Enemy to the Beastie Boys to Jay Z. I'm talking about none other than, you mentioned him a little earlier, Doug, the great Rick Rubin. Coming in at number 17 for me, Rick Rubin. Uh, favorite song from Rick Rubin is a little guy by the name of LL Cool J. He made his mm. debut in 1985 with a song called I Can't Live Without My Radio. Oh. That's my shit. So, yeah, my, my number 17, Rick Rubin. And favorite song, I Can't Live Without My Radio. What you got uh. for 17? That is that's very typical. I just want you to say. <laughs> I feel like any I feel like any dude that's over the age of forty has some you LL. Got you got to in them. I ain't mad at it. Number seventeen, this man. Um, <sighs> he was a part of a new wave of hip hop mm. with his group out of North Carolina. Mm. Uh, he's behind. He got his chops when he broke off by doing a lot of Destiny's Child records. 
and of course Jay Z. Now he's one of Jay Z's personal friends. His one of his go to producers, mm. and now he has given us that one of the top five. Yeah, arguably the best rapper out right now, currently active, who goes by the name of Rhapsody. I am talking about Ninth Wonder. Yes, sir. Yes, now, sir. I, I, I could, I could go, I can go so many ways with his favorites, right? Mm-hmm. Like I can, I can, I can, I can name you ten little brothers. <laughs> I can Damn. just go do that off the top of my head. I can give you Destiny's Child, but man, look, my favorite song from him is very recent. You can, okay. you can go ahead and say it's recency bias with me. I don't care. Okay. I'm talking about Cleo. Rhapsody song, mm. Cleo. It's mm. perfect. It's energetic. You know what I'm saying? And you, uh, it's ninth at its best. All right. Yeah. Okay. It's number okay. seventeen. Okay, number seventeen. Okay, I got you. Yeah, can't can't go wrong with ninth wonder. Um, my number sixteen. Um, uh, this guy was the man. He 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 did a lot. His sound you know, almost, I can't say single-handedly, but it was one of the major sounds from the late 90s into the early 2000s. Um, a lot of people know this guy from the verses that we see on internet all the time, but, you know, before that, long before that, he was the guy, the, the driving sound behind the Rough Rider sound. Uh, I'm talking about none other than Swiss Beats coming in at number 16. Uh, and my favorite joint from him is a joint he did for Noriega, Posse Cut, called mm. Band from TV. <laughs> yes, it's number 16, Swiss Beats, Band from TV. What you got at I 16? Am sh- I, well, can I just say, I am very shocked that Swiss Beats is this low at the totem hey, pole. Like, this, this is a tough crowd, man. Look, man. <laughs> Look, you already named like some of my top ten, you know, <laughs> top five. Hey, Jeez. man. This, but this is what this is what the people want, man. They want to they they want to see what we're gonna come up with. And I knew that with us being hip hop heads that we were, we're not. We're, we probably will have some of the same producers, but they're gonna be in totally different places. But uh, but yeah, man. Yeah. Swiss all, all right. Look. All I will say is, um, you know, that song, Band from TV, mm-hmm. is the last song that I saw on cassette. That's all oh, I'm going to say. Wow, wow, wow. <laughs> <laughs> all I'm say. That's all I'm going to say. <sighs> yes. So, number 16 for me, it's another producer group, a producer duo, Okay. I should say. They are... Still active right now. Mm-hmm. Affiliations with probably the scariest label at the time. I'm talking about the Terror Squad. Mm. Number 16, Cool and Dre. Mm. Let me tell you something. Now we're getting personal. All right. Mm-hmm. Now we're going to my childhood. Mm-hmm. I get it, Kyle. You was just starting a family back then. <laughs> but I get it. I get it. But for me, I was. My love for hip hop was grooming, mm-hmm. and my favorite song from them is "Take Me Home." Yes, it's it's yes. it has Remy, it has Fat Joe, mm-hmm. just classic, 
classic Terror Squad joint off of their Terror Squad compilation album. It's the first time that I heard a flip being done right. And yeah, man, that's what mm. I got. Cool and Dre, number 16. Mm. Hey, man, I ain't mad at that, man. Cool and Dre, man, those dudes are dope as hell. Very, it's, it's, it's funny because they're, they're popular, but not really as popular, I think, as they probably should be. Kind of slept on, if you will. I mean, outside Very. of the pop circles. But, uh, man, consistent and solid, man, when it comes to production. Consistent and very solid when it comes to production. Um, all right, so we have 15. Mm. Whew, yeah, man, 15, man. The producers that I chose for 15, very sentimental to me because their sound and the groups that they produced were my contemporaries, guys who I actually, you know, looked up to and, and really were staples for Southern, not just for hip-hop, but Southern hip-hop in particular. Uh, mm, I know made, where he's going. They made music that was so dope for the South when it wasn't cool to be from the South. You mentioned how Atlanta's running shit now. I mean, it had been running shit probably for the better part of the last 20 years. Yeah. But this was at a time when it wasn't cool to be from the South, and they made dirty, grimy, soulful-ass Southern music. And I'm talking about the guys who were behind, you know, some of hip hop's biggest acts like Goody Mob mm. and, of course, Outkast. Mm-hmm. I'm talking about the production team of Sleepy Brown, mm. Rico Wade, and Ray Murray. Ladies and gentlemen, my number 15 pick, Organized Noise, right here from my hometown of Atlanta. Um, and my song, I mean, it's it's a lot of songs I could pick, but when I think of organized noise, man, I just think about that piano riff, and I think about who's that peeking in my window, pal, mm. nobody now, cell therapy mm. from Goody Mob, cell therapy from Goody Mob, and organized noise is my fifteenth pick. Mm. I see, I see, I see. All right, man. Number 15. Arguably the most slept on producer, hip hop producer of all time. Mm. He's an anomaly. But guess what, y'all? He's he's still making he's still making hits. Mm. I found I discovered this man when I really started getting into my backpack bag, my mm. real okay, backpack. Okay. Hip hop bag, which was literally three years ago. Sorry, Kyle. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> it, it's never too late to get to the backpack. No, it's never, never, never too late. I am talking about the one, the only, Madlib. Mm. At Hell number yeah. fifteen. Oh, Madlib. And let me tell you something, man. It was when he took on the character of young Quasimodo Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. is when I became a fan of this man. And I'm talking about his song. My favorite song from him. (sighs) This is the one that I go back and forth with, Kyle. I can't lie. I thought I I made a decision. I thought I made a choice. (laughs) I thought I made a choice with this one. Mm -hmm. If, If I go with my heart, if I go with my heart, man. 
I'm gonna have to say my favorite song from Mad Lib comes off of the Mad Villainy album. Mm, yes, yes. Rest in peace. Rest in peace. To the to you know. And I'm gonna have to say super villain theme. Yes. <laughs> I'm gonna have to say that. You know, I could I I I I wanted to say the Quasimodo come closer and I wanted to say Figaro, but the super villain theme, man. Come on. No, no what, doubt. What more can you say? No doubt. Nothing. Absolutely nothing. That's a good that's a great pick at fifteen. Um my number fourteen. Um and I know that this one might ruffle a few feathers. I don't really care, but it might ruffle a few feathers because I'm pretty sure there's quite a few people that will have this guy a little higher than 14. Um, he was a part of a hip-hop duo from the 90s. Uh, one of the most influential beat makers of his time. And honestly, he was just as good behind the microphone as he is behind the boards. Um, one half of Mob Deep. <gasps> My man, Havoc, coming in uh, as, as Doug lets out a side. <laughs> Havoc is at 14. Uh, there's only one song for me to pick as far as my favorite song from Havoc that he, he produced, and that would be Shook Ones Part 2. When you play that instrumental, you don't even have to hear them rapping on it. When you play that instrumental, you get scared because that is one of the most scariest sounding hip hop records ever, in my opinion. And um, it still bangs to this day, man. So I got Havoc coming in at number 14. Favorite song, Shook Ones Part 2. Wow. Wow. Mm -hmm. Wow. Um, mm, I'll save all my remarks for once we get to the end of this. This, just know that, y'all, because there's gonna be some explaining that needs to be happening. Oh yeah. So number fourteen for me comes from a producer who is also nice, very nice in front of the mic. He can sing, he can rap. Okay. He could damn near do it all, and this is my childhood mm. again. When this song came out. Anybody, all my millennials, y'all know when you heard this song, you were banging on the back of the bus seats. <laughs> I'm talking about Pharrell with Grinding, mm. number 14. Grinding is literally my favorite song from Pharrell. Everybody knows, any millennial, know anybody in their mid-20s to early 30s knows that you were doing that beat. On the school bus, mm -hmm. all right? If you weren't doing the school bus, you were doing it on the lunch tables. If yeah, you weren't doing it on the lunch table. tables, <laughs> you, you was doing it on your desk, man, all right? And getting in trouble for it every single damn time. I was doing it back on the school bus. The school bus driver was ready to beat all of our asses because we just <laughs> would not stop doing that beat. It is infectious. Right. Yes. It's, it sticks to your head, man. Yeah. Number 14, for real. Okay. Okay, okay. Interesting where he landed for you. Um, <laughs> yeah, okay, all right. Let's move on to 13. Woo! Um, damn, man, this, this guy right here, uh, 
his production style and his production definitely shaped my adolescence uh and it was music that everybody that i knew flocked to uh doug you mentioned backpacker you know this was this was like on some cool out shit for the backpack um what can i say about this dude he he is you know one of the defining mcs of his era one of the defining you know production guys of his era uh, he was a member of one of the most influential and greatest hip hop groups of all time. Uh, he's had, you know, solo production. He has a production team of, you know, other cats. But man, I gotta go with at number thirteen, my man, Q-Tip Whoa. from a tribe called Quest. I got Q-Tip coming at a, from a tribe called Quest. Favorite joint from Q-Tip, Electric relaxation how yes 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 we almost had the same pick i can't lie to you wow we almost had (laughs) the same pick i was like oh oh is he about to (laughs) because this guy and i know the backpack community will really kill me for this because this guy is has the most influential drums mm. in hip hop history. Mm. He falls from that tree of a tribe called Quest. Mm-hmm. I'm talking about the one and only JD, mm. Jake Dilla. Dilla Dog. And my favorite Dilla song of all time Fuck the Police. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, man. You know, like, Literally, I you know, Jay Dilla, mm. Common, Kanye West. Yes. Literally, Common and Kanye West would get in the car and drive to Detroit from Chicago every single weekend, sleep on Dilla's couch. And I always heard about how infectious those Dilla drums are. You know how yep. people still can't recreate it? Mm-mm. Listen to those drums on Fuck the Police. <laughs> man, 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 man. Yeah. Yeah. Man. yeah. Wow. I, a dog. I, I thought I thought we were I, th- I, I thought we were here for a minute, you JD know, but I guess not. Another track for me. Mm. Nah, now nah, we 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 I, we still you well, we'll talk about which ones we have in common, but um mm-hmm. yeah, that's 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 interesting. This is very interesting. I I'm I'm feeling the way this is is filling out. Um I'm I'm pretty certain we're at 12. I'm pretty certain my number 12 will not appear on your list. And it's not because you don't know any better. It's just because you're younger and you might not have caught this guy. Okay. Um, And it's no shade to you. It just means your parents hadn't done it yet. That's all. <laughs> <laughs> this dude is one of the kings of sampling when it came to hip hop. Or uh, rap, if you will, in the eighties, because it wasn't hip hop in the eighties; it was rap. But I mean, mm. he sampled. He took that SP twelve hundred and sampled everything oh, from James Lord. Brown to everybody. He was a member of the Juice Crew, so he produced for uh, acts like Big Daddy Kane, Cool G, uh, Biz Marquee, MC Shan, Roxanne uh, Shantae. Uh, he produced on the 
in my opinion, the greatest hip hop album of all time. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm talking about none other than Marley Mall coming in at number 12. Uh, my favorite record from Marley Mall is probably my favorite record in hip hop, period. And that would be my melody from Eric B. and Rakim. Oh, my Lord. That's my 12. Oh, I, my I would Lord. be floored if Marley Mall appears. I'm not going to ask if he's on your list, but I would mm-hmm. be floored if Marley Mall makes your list, just based on what I've seen thus far. Oh, oh my Lord. Wait a minute. See, now see now I got to double check my facts. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute, man. Wow. So what is the, so what is the greatest hip-hop album of all time? Paid in full. Okay. You see, Kyle, the only difference between me and you is just the age, you know? <laughs> That's it, man. That's it. That is that um, is it, man. Wow. Yeah, that's, that's the only difference. Yeah, you're you're uh you you you're twenty nine, right? Yes, sir. Okay, so so okay. So you're twenty nine, I'm forty eight, so that's a nineteen year difference. So that means that when you were born, I was a freshman at South Carolina State University. Sheesh! I was on the yard outside, Sheesh. Dougie. I was outside. Sheesh. <laughs> <sighs> but go ahead. All right. So this album, and I say that, and I say that, uh, knowing the difference between me and you is age, mm-hmm. because this producer also produced on this album. Okay. Which I deem as top two hip hop albums of all time, paid in full. Hmm. <sighs> I need to hear the long cut, you know, from this version. Mm-hmm. And I am talking about Eric B. Mm. I am talking about Eric yes. B yeah. comes in at number 12. Is that where we're at? Yeah, we're at 12. Yeah, Eric B, 12. And of course, the title track paid in full because like come on man i need to i need to hear the long i need to hear the seven minute version oh yeah you, yeah, feel you me? gotta hear that i don't hear i don't that. need to you know i need to hear that long <laughs> intro all right oh man wow wow yes yeah man my I, everybody knows this i say this all the time on my podcast the struggle play podcast literally when I told my dad growing up in the early 2000s that Eminem was my favorite rapper, he immediately like <laughs> wanted to throw out, you know, every single CD <laughs> that I had. He turned on Rock Hill. He turned on Eric B and Rock Hill and gave me Big Daddy Kane. And he took me to St. Louis to see Slick Rick and Biz Marquis perform mm. at Union Station, wow. you know, after that. You know, my dad was like, I would be goddamn you know, <laughs> if my son's favorite rapper is a white boy, you know. Hey, and so, you yeah. know what that is, Doug? That's that's what you call great parenting. Yeah, yeah. He didn't he didn't like it at all. It was nonstop. Like run DMC, he made me like because of him, I didn't start wearing I was only wearing Adidas. All the way up till I got to college because I wanted to be just like Run DMC. So yeah. Mm, mm, well, mm. Eric B. Paid in full. 
Okay, okay, okay. Uh, so we we that's encouraging, though, because we were close. <laughs> yes, we've been close a few times. Yeah, we, we, I we, can't lie. <laughs> we're close. I don't know. I don't know. This well, we ain't got there yet. We're at eleven. Um, where should we? Oh, eleven. Man, this guy. I don't think there has ever been a producer this funky but yet still slept on by the masses like i mean hip-hop heads know him rap fans know him but like he never got that you know that 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 mad mad love from the masses but he is super super dope um got got his start in the late 80s into the 90s and still producing to this day um man i mean he one half of one of the greatest rap duos of all time he can he's got bars but i mean he's just as dope you know producing one half of eric and parish making dollars (laughs) my number 11 my man the green eyed bandit eric sermon sir yes sir (laughs) favorite track you got to chill 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 chill. (laughs) man look i just okay so now that we're like cracking going deep into this list remember Mm y'all these are my favorites all Mm -hmm. right these are my these are my favorites i just want to say that there's a difference between your favorites and the best you know, I gotta start throwing in some caveats because mm-hmm. it's gonna get crazy. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm, now I'm really about to start showing my say, age. Say that again, Doug. It's the difference between favorites and best. Yes, and there is favorites. definitely favorites and best. Because if we were doing best, all right, it's a lot of people that are on Kyle's list would make this list. All right, mm-hmm. that's all mm-hmm. I'm gonna say. That's all <laughs> I'm gonna say. That's all I'm gonna say. All right, because now we're getting into the difference between a producer and a beat maker mm. from here now. Mm. All right. A lot of these guys that I've talked about before have made some great beats and are really actual producers. I believe everyone on this list are producers, but these next few pr- producers on this list, I deem them as producers, meaning not necessarily they make these beats, but they create the vision, you know, and they drive it forward. So at number 11, I'm talking about arguably the hardest working producer in the game mm. the most exciting producer in the game mm. from miami florida mm. m-i-a yo mm. d-j Khaled. Mm. look Khaled, he doesn't miss it's very consistent he has a vision and he executes it mm. through and through. That's what he does, man. And my favorite song from Khaled, I'm also showing my age, y'all. <laughs> I'm also showing my age. Gave us the greatest Little Wayne verse of all time. Uh-oh. I'm talking about We Taking Over. Ooh. You know, Ooh. I am a beast. <laughs> feed me rappers and feed me beats. I'm Ooh. insane. I need a leash. And Ooh. yeah, man. Once that song came out, Khaled was no longer a radio DJ. 
<laughs> All right. <laughs> he was no longer Fat Joe's sidekick. He was DJ Khaled. So number 11, DJ Khaled, we taking over. Okay, okay, okay. I see you. I see you. Okay. Now we're 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 at 10. We're at 10, but before we move on, um let me just recap the first 20. Uh for 20 <sighs> for me, DJ Quick. 19, Just Blaze. At 18, I had Manny Fresh. 17, Rick Rubin. 16, my man Swiss Beats. 15, Organized Noise. 14, Havoc. 13, Q-Tip. 12, Marley Mall. 11, Eric Sermon. And for Doug, at 20, he had DJ Mustard. 19, Metro Boomin. 18, The Justice League. 17, Ninth Wonder. 16, Cool and Dre. 15, Mad Lib. 14, Pharrell from the Neptunes. 13, Jay Dilla. 12, Eric B. 11, DJ Khaled. Now, before we go into our top 10, I actually want to go back a little bit because something you said, Doug, and, it, and it's funny, man. It, it's, it's buck wild that we're doing this podcast because I made a note here to ask you i was going to wait till we got to 10 and i was going to ask you what you thought or if there was a difference between a producer and a beat maker and you started talking about you started you know (laughs) you had to segue right there so just to piggyback off what you just said is there a difference between a producer and a beat maker are they you know do you see them as the same i do see i do think that there's a difference between a producer and a beat maker um you know DJ, I look at DJ Khaled as a producer, as somebody who has a vision and crafts a song, but he has tons of beat makers, right? He has people who makes these beats for him. But if we're being real, a lot of these guys, a lot of these beat makers don't really coach these rappers, mm. you know? Everybody knows that Diddy, you know, we'll see where Diddy falls on my list. He mm. is still mm. on this list, but everybody knows that Diddy does not make all of his beats. Right. And you know what? That that's that is a great way of describing it, man. I, I remember listening to Jazzy Jeff talk about what a producer does. A, a, a long time ago, um, I had a sit-down conversation with Quincy Jones. Um, and it was he 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 told me that there's a big misconception on what people think a producer is. A producer is not the person that just makes the beat. Um, and he said, if I dump a puzzle on the table and, and tell you to put that piece there and tell him to put that piece there and tell her to put that piece there, who put the puzzle together? And he was like, I put the puzzle together with everyone else's hands. And he's like, that's basically what the definition of a producer is, is the person who puts the puzzle together. So sometimes it's just bringing the right ingredients together to to make sure that the puzzle is put together right. And what he said there was just like, it makes you think about how everything comes together like a puzzle. And, you know, you mentioning, when you said Khaled, I immediately thought of Puff. Now, I mean, I don't call him Diddy, I call him Puff. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> He'll always be Puff to okay. me. <laughs> but um, <laughs> but um, 
but yeah, man, it, it's it's always interesting. I, I think I, I will agree with you. I think I think they. I think that's it's a little bit of both, I think, because you need a producer, someone who kind of brings everything together and puts the pieces together. And then you also need someone who. Is going to create the sound and the vibe and the vision sonically. And sometimes, you know, the producer might not be that particular person that's doing both. Um, even, you know, in a different genre, like we think of someone great like Quincy Jones. Quincy Jones yes. is a guy who can get the best harmonica player, the best piano player, the best, you know, yes. keyboard player, the best bass player, and bring everybody together and create this magical sound together. Now, everything's under his direction. He's the, he's the orchestrator. He's the, he's the conductor, if you will. But he's not the one at the drum machine banging out the beats. So... I agree. It's it's a little bit of both, I think, but um, very very good good uh very good analysis there, and I think um, I think I think you were dead on point right there. Yo, this concludes part one of this two part episode. Now, me and Doug have given you our picks twenty through eleven. Make sure that you come back to the next podcast because we will give you our picks. <laughs> number 10 through number one as well as some honorable mention picks trust me you don't want to miss this so for me for my man northside doug we'll catch you guys on the next podcast five g's